It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. A little bit of a different tone in Cyclone Insider this week compared to last. I'm Chris Williams, joined as always by Randy Peterson. Tommy Birch, I believe, is going to attempt to hop on with us late in the program. He's full this week with um, Iowa State Women's Basketball Media Day, I believe was today. Um, and then um, Matt Campbell and players available tonight. So that's where that's where Tommy is at. But Randy Peterson is here with me. And uh, Randy, let me ask you this. You've, you've covered college sports a long time. Was that the most unlikely upset you've covered on oh, Saturday? Certainly from the Iowa State standpoint, yeah. know, without without question. Um, I, I called it the Iowa, the biggest, Iowa State's biggest victory, and um, I didn't get any blowback at all. So um, Yeah, I think it's, I mean. I don't think it's a question. Yeah, I mean, you, you could you could argue a couple other ones, but I mean, that yeah. was just so with all the different stories. The park deal that happens Friday. Right. It, third string, I mean, even with Third park, string quarterback a, who hadn't thrown more than a handful of passes, and that just in mop-up duty, a walk-on. Yeah. Joel Lanning. Yeah, the the landing at no Willie Harvey, which I well, believe Harvey, hasn't yeah. gotten enough play considering you could make an argument he's their best defensive player. At Oklahoma. Third ranked Oklahoma that's that's got college football playoff final four in their mind. Yeah, and they um prior to Saturday, Oklahoma had the best win in college football all year exactly, yeah. on the road at Ohio State and <laughs> Yeah. Believe it or not, now that? Iowa State probably owns How about that owns that one unranked Iowa State. Yeah, so I mean, it all lines up. I mean, yeah, okay, the the win at Oklahoma at second ranked Oklahoma was great. It was big. It was huge. Knocked Oklahoma State. I meant Oklahoma State. Knocked Oklahoma State out of the college football playoffs. Saturdays was bigger for all those reasons we talked about. What was the um, what was the post game like with those guys? It was okay. I mean, it wasn't. They weren't flipping around champagne, or they weren't flipping around Diet Coke. It did, or yeah, or it was, it was, I, you know, and, and that's that's one of the things I probably should have written about, but I didn't. Um, you know, and they, it was just the local press that was there it was just Heinz and I, um, and and Tommy, but um, it was, it was one of those deals where there wasn't a whole lot of lot of. Um, Jumping up and down and screaming, yeah, okay, we could hear in the locker room with the, that they were singing the, the fight song, but that's you know they do that anyway. They do that. After it was very. It, they acted very much like they'd been there before, and that was kind of cool. I mean, it was it was it was like, um, gee, what's the big deal? We were supposed to win. I mean, they were they were happy they won. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they all, I mean, from Lanning to to um, um, Kemp to Lazard. They, the players, it was like, okay, we got this over. Sooner we, sooner we get it out of our mind, the better. And that's a cliche. I get that, but that's the mindset they had. They were not giddy about it, um, at least outwardly. They probably had some fun on the on the bus on the bus on the bus to the airport to the airport, and then the plane to Ames. Bloom Bloom but, was on the plane. Yeah, he said they were chanting Kyle Kemp's name, and yeah, Kemp was exactly. like a. Embarrassed like teenager, he didn't he didn't like the attention. And Campbell warned us warned us before we interviewed interviewed Kyle that he said you're not going to get a whole lot of out of out of this guy. He doesn't say much. He's very stoic, stoic. Yeah, he's and used that word. that word. He's but, used that word to describe Kyle a lot. Yeah, and so by golly, that's exactly the way it was. 
Um, and it's not like we were asking bad questions. That's just the way he was. And that's cool. That's probably the way you want your quarterback. Yeah, it, man, just so, such a surreal deal. Like, I, I found my, I was just watching it in my basement before I came and did post game radio. And I, um, it, it was just like, even when they came and tied it up and took the lead, like, you just, you know, cause Randy, we've covered this group of guys and they always seem to blow it. I do. You know, I'm tr- not trying to be disrespectful, but they we've seen them we've blow seen it so, many, so times. many leads yeah. late in games. And you just felt like in that third quarter, like you're just waiting for Baker Mayfield and that offense to erupt. And it never happened. Two things, you know, they couldn't stop Iowa State, five straight possessions. And that defense, I don't know how, but they held Oklahoma to seven points. They had it figured out. I mean, it, it's easy. It's probably easy to figure out. But it's hard to to get it accomplished. But but what Joel said after the game was that if you're gonna if you're gonna beat Baker Mayfield or if you're gonna if you're gonna even come close to to slowing him down, you're gonna have to make him if if he goes out of the pocket, you have to force him left, force him to throw away across you know across mm-hmm. his body, um, um, force him to, to out of his comfort zone. And by golly. Iowa State, I would say most of the time, at least half of the time, rushed with three guys, three linemen. Um, Joel rushed quite often. Yeah. And Joel was it, in that little spy position quite yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He rushed quite often, and invariably they chased him left. They chased him to to Baker Mayfield's left, and he was out of his he was out of his element. And give credit to the Iowa State secondary because he Mayfield was running around the backfield. He didn't have anybody to pass to. Iowa State's secondary stayed on Oklahoma's receivers for extended periods of time. And that's tough to do. Mm-hmm. That is tough to do when you when you've got to stay right with somebody while the quarterback's back there scrambling. That's tough to do. It was just an all round great performance from everybody, including the coaches. Yeah, I thought that the uh, the game plan that Tom Manning had was was fantastic. Fire Tom Manning still? Are we? Is pe- are people still on that bandwagon? Uh, I sure wasn't. No. I, yeah, no, but I know what you mean. The I I thought, and I, I've hypothesized since the game. I've watched it three times now because I'm a nerd like that. Granted, I watched the losses three times too, so just want to point that out. But I, I think that it almost looked like, and, and I know that Campbell will say, well, we didn't change much in the playbook. Maybe not, but Manning was so good at giving this quarterback with no experience easy passes to make. And that's, a lot of that was David Montgomery coming out of the backfield to catch those little yeah, those little pass. A lot of those, and and, and then this, you know, the bubble screen with Trevor right. Ryan. I mean, he and Trevor Ryan's been the un, un, unsung guy throughout all of this. He's I'm, been really good. He's been really good. People, and last people. year he dropped some passes. I mean, you know, let's let's face it, he dropped some passes that that that, and he's running deep routes, but he dropped passes that could have been touchdowns in some of those games. Trevor Ryan has been phenomenal, phenomenal. A lot of people year. ask where um where's Deshante Jones been this year? Well. Part of the problem for him is that Ryan has been so good. Yeah, Trevor Ryan has been has been wonderful. Yeah, and and but the, like you said, they gave they gave um, Kyle Kempt. I don't want to say an easy playbook, but they gave him a manageable and playbook. Then, and then to his credit, you know, one thing about Park, if you wanted to give a knock on Park, is he's very confident in his own ability. He, I've compared him to Brett Favre before in the sense that there's really not. 
a hole that's too small where he doesn't think that he can get the football in, right? And Kemp, I don't know. I I asked Campbell this. I do a radio deal with him after his press conference. I I asked him this on our show yesterday, and he, I, I said, was Kemp, you know, a little passive because he hasn't played in so long, or is he smart? Because he didn't make it. He made one semi bad decision. It was on that first drive, and God love him, the kid had never really played before. Right, yeah. So you kind of at expect, Oklahoma, but after that. He settled in, and he didn't force anything. So it's like, you, I give a guy credit for knowing his ability. He doesn't have a crazy strong arm. He made the throws that he knew he could make. It reminded me a little bit of the Nate Stanley performance when, yeah. when Iowa came to Iowa State this year. A guy who really just took what the defense gave him and let some guys make some plays. And, man, I give him a lot of credit for that. I do have questions as to... Going forward, can he replicate it? I mean, we still haven't seen a really great body of work, but nonetheless, I mean, he wasn't of, bad though. It was a good. No, he had, he outstatted Baker Mayfield. He, he was eighteen for twenty four for, for three fifty or three forty three yeah. or three forty. His completion percentage was up, and that's really what yeah, I look for. It wasn't for. a bad body of work. Um, can he replicate it? I don't know. I think in that respect, it's, it's my old deal, Randy. Is the expectations now for this kid are so high? Sure. And that, and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, he's got the demeanor to handle it. It, it appears to be after talking to him once. I'm an expert, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good for Iowa State and it's good for um, Kyle Kemp that it's that Kansas is the next opponent. Absolutely. Um, Kansas with a pass defense that's not great. Kansas with a defense that's horrible. Kansas with a rush defense that's the worst in the Big Twelve. So, you're, it's not like okay, you've. You've, he's got to be sharp, but it's not like you've got to be sharp against not a TCU to, yeah. or, or someplace like somebody like that. It's Kansas at home. Yeah, okay. There's going to be. I'm guessing it's a shaky first quarter. I'm guessing. Underline the word guessing. Um, it's a shaky first quarter because as much as they say they they forgot about the Oklahoma game as soon as they practiced they practiced on Sunday morning. That's hard you know, or Sunday. That's going to be tough. So um, there'll still be a, 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 a factor in there, but but I would say by the second quarter, Iowa State should be sailing, and it's 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 good for for um, uh, for Kyle Kemp that it, that it, it is Kansas and not like I said, and not TCU. Randy Peterson is with me. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on fourteen sixty KXNO. Chad Leistico, Mark Emmert, and Ross Peterson will be here tomorrow night at six o'clock for Hawk Central as the Hawkeyes defeated. Illinois last weekend, they head into a bye week as Iowa State is a 21-point favorite over the Kansas Jayhawks. How do you go from Saturday. being a 30-and-a-half-point underdog to a 20-plus point I, favorite? I asked that question on Twitter on Sunday. I, I really wonder if in conference play that has ever happened in college football. That's a great question. I don't know. I it's, because Iowa State, I saw a stat. They haven't been a tw- they haven't been a twenty plus point favorite in conference play since like two thousand five. And wow! So that's I mean that's twelve years. Think about that though. To go from being a thirty one point underdog to a twenty one point favorite, and I know Kansas is bad, but just the discrepancy. That's a fifty one point swing. I think Kansas. I don't think this Kansas team is much better than it was last year. No. You know, here's how they were described to me by somebody who really knows football. Scrappy in the sense that they play hard for Dave Beatty. 
it's not like the end of the Weiss years where those guys didn't want to be right. out there. Yeah. Similar to uh, in a very different circumstance. Remember last year's Texas team? Like they had some talent, right. but they just yeah. there was zero passion right. to be out there. Yeah. Um, these guys, they're actually kind of a scrappy group, but they're so young and disorganized. And yeah. and my guy basically said poorly coached. He called Beatty a phenomenal motivator, not that great of an X's and O's type of guy. That it's almost hard to prepare for them. It's interesting, but I don't think, you know, just... It doesn't matter. No, it does not matter at all. Just as as Iowa, unranked Iowa State went into Oklahoma to beat the third-ranked team, by golly, Kansas, you don't think Kansas oh, is not thinking that, that, that Kansas can go in and beat Iowa State now and, and essentially nullify Iowa State? Iowa State, worst things have happened to Iowa State over the years. Actually, I don't really? know if they have. <laughs> Really? On I was the thinking, field? You, I was thinking on the field. UAB, which would be a oh, worse basketball. loss. Oh, you're going basketball. I'm just thinking in general. UAB, that was horrible. That was Fred's. Once Fred's teams got good, that was the worst loss. Once they started getting good. I mean, there were some. What, what was more? Uh, that was interesting. I, 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 somebody brought that up to me on Saturday, which was more unexpected, the, the Hampton loss, the UAB loss, or the Oklahoma win? Oh. Um, I, I said the Oklahoma win. Yeah. Because basketball, you see upsets in the tournament right. all the yeah. time. Oklahoma win. It was at Oklahoma. The Hampton loss against Hampton was in Boise in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, um, you you see upsets in basketball. Like yeah. one guy goes yeah, off you and do. like anything. You, anything you can happen rarely see a 31-point yeah. And the UAB underdog. was in Louisville. So, yeah, I, I think that I would say in order it would be the, mo- the most surprising. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, the most surprising. most surprising was, was, was Oklahoma. Um, Hampton and then UAB. The Hampton game, too. Dive, and if you want to throw some other football ones in there, how about Iowa State winning at Nebraska or Iowa State winning at Texas in football, too? Those are those from 2009 and 2010. Those are pretty big, too. The, the 2010 win against Texas, with hindsight, wasn't that big of a win because Texas right, wasn't, Texas very, wasn't good. very good. But if you, if you think back to that time, Iowa State had just gotten beat like 52 to 3 by Oklahoma right. the week before. Yeah. Like they were. And Texas it's, had a national championship. We had all under stuck a fork in that team, right. and they went on the road and did that. And the Horns had a national championship under their belt. So, um, yeah. And, and Tom Manning was Iowa State's offensive coordinator. Where Remember was um, no Tom Herman was Tom Herman Tom Manning? I don't mean Tom Tom Manning. Speaking of Tom Manning, he's yeah. fantastic. There's been a lot of um, and this always happens after a big win. We had like three callers yesterday. Well, where's Matt Campbell going to go? Because he surely can't yeah. stay at Iowa State. I don't want to get into that. But I would say that Tom Manning would be a phenomenal head coach at some point in his career. I really think so. He's. I do too. I do too. How about and 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 you know I think we mentioned it earlier. Fire Tom Tom Manning to all of a sudden he's the guy that that calls the winning play. He's the guy that's got eighty percent of the input on when to put Joe Landing on the offense instead of taking a knee like a lot of coaches would have done at the end of the first half. They they drove the ball and kicked the field goal instead of take instead of running conservative at the end of the game with four minutes to go or whatever it was they um, they they threw the pass you know one thing led to another they threw the pass the the winning touchdown pass instead of giving Oklahoma the ball back with four minutes to go they gave Oklahoma the ball back with two minutes to go. The guy that everybody wanted, or a lot of people wanted fired a week ago, is now, you know, wow. 
such a, a phenomenal offense. And that's why I asked Campbell that those couple yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, a good question. Those Manan- Manning-related questions yesterday. Yeah, and I'm going to – yeah, yeah, as soon as I get done here, I'm scooting up to Ames. I want to talk to Tom about that too. So, yeah, it, it's um, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it he um, he coached his rear off that week uh, yeah. leading up to it. I want to talk about the Jacob Park sure. situation and let's let's do that in the second segment. Before we do that, let's let's knock out what we do every week here on Cyclone Insider with letter grades. I mean, we're giving A's across the board. I, 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 I was thinking about that as I was driving here. I'm, I'm, really going the any... plus, I'm going the plus route unless there's, <laughs> in, unless there's anything No, we can go plus. Better. Yeah, unless give there's anything better. Give them extra credit for the cherry on sure, top. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Uh the the defensive coordinator Heacock yeah doesn't get enough credit. In my he opinion. absolutely does not get enough credit. They went with they went I've, they went with a three man rush, a four man rush. They've as always they've been doing all year. They've been um, um, disguising the defense. They've been diversifying the defense. Um, like you mentioned, they're playing at, playing without one of their best defensive players. Do we th- do we think he'll play on Saturday? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. What, I don't. Uh, Campbell sounds, did not sound yeah. optimistic. Why play him against Kansas? Why folks? exactly? And and yeah, and we can get into this one too. Why would you play Lanning at quarterback against Kansas if you don't need him? No. See, I I I, I, I initially I'll, I said yeah, and then I talked myself out of it. This is uh, just one of these conversations I'm having. You may in my need head. to get him some reps if he's going to do it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I was brainstorming to myself in this and that's all of a sudden yeah, that's because what I thought too. I could make the argument that give him some refs. But if he's truly going to be there most of the rest of the year, you probably need to rep him out a sure, little bit. Sure. Exactly. But back but back to the defense. Um you know, I I I get it that um Tyson Vite gets linebacker's coach gets a lot of the credit for um landing but uh, that's a that's a team effort, and Hickok had a lot to do with that one too. He's five games into his linebacker career. My gosh, he's leading the big the Big Twelve in tackling and conference games only. He's sixth in the nationally in tackles. He recovered the fumble mm-hmm. deep in Iowa State's territory when 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 Oklahoma was going to score. He's intercepted a pass. He probably should have had a pick six on it uh, against somebody. I don't remember who it was, but. Um, yeah, I mean that that whole defensive staff is phenomenal. And how much money do you think Matt Campbell earned, Joel Lanning? Well, you've talked to people. Yeah. What, what are his pro prospects? They, well, it, I mean, after this week, he's certainly a national figure now. I had about four scouts sitting to my right um, in the press box at Oklahoma, and I didn't ask them any questions. I talked to the scouts a week earlier at Texas, so or again the Texas game. But but I I was. As doing as reporters do, we mingle. We mingle, and we listen to conversations around us. And they were very impressed, very much impressed with with Joel Lanning. Um, fourth round, fifth round, wow, really? Of the seven round draft, interesting. I mean, right now, I mean, things may happen, but they're still evaluating. And I think NFL scouts will start showing up even more at Iowa State games. Um, um, at worst, at worst, he's in a camp. Yeah, or somebody agree. at worst, and he'll he, he'll combine, he'll test wonderfully because he's got wonderful speed. He's got the size for for that middle linebacker anymore, that hybrid position that that the linebacker that it's now a linebacker position in the NFL. He can cover, um, maybe the tackling aspect of it. He may be working on. He may have to work on a little bit, but he didn't have any problem tackling Mayfield on that sack 
late in the game when no, he came up from behind him. Just kept grinding there on that play. Slipped just down and grinded. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I he'll be he'll be in somebody's camp at worst. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that at this point. All right. Um so we're giving A's across the board, no oh, yeah. question that, about that. Without question. When we come back, uh Randy and I are gonna discuss this Jacob Park situation. Um what do we anticipate? What are we hearing? All that good stuff. Uh, probably look ahead a little bit to Kansas as well. Uh, expectations for that game for Iowa State as a 21-point underdog. Uh, as Matt Campbell said in his press conference on, on Monday, it's one thing to have some success. Then how do you react to it? That's the next challenge for this Iowa State football program. That has a real opportunity to be 4-2, and two, and that will be a big game in Lubbock in a couple of weeks if Iowa State can do that. All right, Randy Peterson is with me. We'll have more Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register when we come back here on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back. We're going to look ahead to what should be a really interesting week in the Big 12 here in just a couple of minutes. But let's let's hash out this Jacob Park situation. Not a great um, story all day on Friday, Randy. You're thinking, man, this could be the end of the season for this team. Who do they have as a backup? This is before, uh, of course, we knew who Kyle Kemp was, but I would venture to say the majority of the fan base didn't leading into that game. On Saturday, Iowa State puts out that press release on Friday stating medical concerns uh, with Jacob Park, leave of absence from the team. Uh, Matt Campbell on on Monday at his press conference really didn't want to go there. Um, stayed consistent with his press release where he wasn't going to make any more comments and whatnot. I guess the the one question I keep getting, and I'm sure you are too, is when slash if would Jacob Park come back to this football team? And I just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Campbell said on, let me just back up just a skosh here. Matt said after the game Saturday, we pressed him on it pretty hard on Saturday because that's the first time we got to speak to him. Um, Matt said that, that this had been, this had been um, percolating for a while. He said, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. So, I'm assuming, and this is, I'm not going out of bounds here and assuming this part of it at least, that Jacob Park and Matt Campbell had been, ta- had been talking maybe for the last couple of weeks just about things. Yeah. Just about stuff. Um, and it was Campbell, interestingly, after the Oklahoma game that, that even brought up, was this part of the reason for Jacob Park to have a bad game against Texas? Campbell's the one that brought that up. We didn't. Campbell said, I don't know. Um, so that was, um, okay. So that's So that thing had been percolating for a while. Um, so, but it was just incredible the way Iowa state, um, rallied, uh, uh, around that. But as you said, we've heard all sorts of rumors, everything. I mean, every, everything imaginable we've heard. And to be honest with you, I don't know anything and I don't know it, whether, I don't know whether there's many people outside the football complex that knows what's going on either yeah no i I think so too and it's it's hard for some fans to stomach yeah we don't ask the right question yeah i i got hammered you know iowa state had just beaten the number three team in the country and i got hammered by a guy because we didn't know anything and it's like well there's there's hippolas laws there's yeah buckley hippo you yeah like there's so much stuff. stuff out there where they don't so i told this guy on the post game show it's like you know 
When you go to your doctor, that doctor is not supposed to talk about right. your illnesses. And, and it is medical. We've heard we've heard, or health related. So I mean, yeah. So we've been told that repeatedly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, and and I guess fans are always going to think that 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 um, that they should know everything, and, and certainly we should know everything because we're around the team every day. Well, we know a lot of stuff, um, but but uh, this is beyond our purview on on that stuff on that thing. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I don't know exactly when. When do you think he'll play? I mean, if, I, will I, he play? Let me back think... up. Will he play this year? I I'd lean yes, but yeah. I don't. I think even if he does, I think it'll be three four weeks at the minimum. Yeah, I I, I agree with Sounds you. Sounds like I he's got a lot of stuff to figure out. He's not practiced for a while. Yeah, he's not. So, um, and he's what Matt said said Monday that he is, and he's he's with the team, but he's an inactive member of the team. So that means. That's like that, being on the he DL. Could, he could sit in on meetings. He could sure. probably be on the scout team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not actually practicing. He's not with. actually. He's not actually ready for game competition. I, I think that's probably what that, that makes. What he that could means. be repping with the scout team. He could sure. be any he of those be. things. But that doesn't mean he's active. Right. He could be. Um, I just I just hope for his sake that whatever it is that that is the problem. I hope it. I hope he gets it solved because I like Jacob Park. I do. I've gotten to know him, you know, over the he's last interesting two kid. years. He's he's extremely interesting. He's extremely funny. Also, once you get him away out of the uh, away from the microphone, and I I I saw him. I talked to him. I spent some time with him and his and his baby daughter at the Iowa State's um, preseason function it has on the Friday night with with the kids mm-hmm. on the on at the middle of Jack. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and. It was cool watching Jacob Park interact with these with his baby daughter. She's just uh, an infant, right? She's just an infant. Okay. Yeah, just just very small. I mean, it was really really cool. And I was, you know, and I said to Jacob Park, I said, "Do you mind if I take pictures of of you and your daughter and put it on the Twitter?" And he said, "No." I mean, he was posing. I mean, he's proud of that kid. You know, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That that's cool. Um, so please, you know, if you know fans are listening to this, um, maybe there's a reason that that. That it, some of this is not coming out. You know, he's Jacob Parks. Also, got a family. He's got a little kid. He's got to think about. Too. Yeah, it, it's hard to. And we've all got. You know, a lot of us have kids. Yep. So I mean, we know what's going on here. I think it's hard for some fans to realize that they're more than just yeah. players sometimes, and they're human. Yeah, players. there it's there's a human side to all of this. Um, you've got a life. I've got a life. Jacob Park has a life away. You've got a life away from the radio. Yep. I've got a life away from from the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Jacob Parks got a life away from from the football field. All the players do. Joel Lanning does. All the Lazard does. All of them do, and and fans don't realize that sometimes. Some fans don't. Correct. Yep. All right. That that's good stuff. Uh, I I kind of want to look ahead at do the because I feel like the Oklahoma game's been hashed out so much yep. by now. I'd I'd really like to look ahead at the Big Twelve this week because I it's super interesting. This if I'm Gary Patterson, I'm. I'm scared like crazy for for Saturday's yeah. game. Other than the fact that TCU's been playing very good defense, yes, they have. And K State's deal is 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 Jesse Ertz doing it doing his thing. I got to roll in. I'm Gary Patterson, and I got to roll into Manhattan, yeah, to face Bill Snyder on Saturday morning, eleven o'clock. I'm a four point favorite, but man, and like, I'm also the only unbeaten team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I'm the Big Twelve's last. 
likely the Big 12's last hope for the college football playoff, doesn't Final this, Four. Doesn't this game have upset written all oh, over it? Big time it does. Absolutely it does. But but look at the, the TCU's the only unbeaten team. Um, there's a lot riding on this for the Big 12 because Iowa State likely likely messed up the Big 12 going from you know going to the the big the That's college the football final now, four. They did it in 2011 too. Yeah. yeah, they did it to Okie State. They screwed that up. So TCU, yeah, TCU's got to, got to continue unbeaten and get up in the polls. They're number six or number seven now, depending on to which poll you subscribe. They've got to start getting some style points, I think, too. Yeah, man, TCU. TCU looks like a much better team than Kansas State, obviously, when you stack them up now. But I, I watched Can- – did you watch Kansas State and Texas on, on Saturday night? Did not. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, I, mean, I did not. No, no, no. They were balling, man. Like yeah. Now, Herman, Herman's deal, they, they've got it rolling down there in Austin now. But that – Snyder gave them everything they wanted and more. Uh, on Saturday night, like they they're not they're not as bad as their three and two record and that loss to Vanderbilt would lead you to believe. I just I know how that stadium gets eleven a.m. TCU's almost in the top five, <laughs> and it's not like TCU has played garbage opponents either. No, they've got a nice little resume. They've they've beat Arkansas. They beat yeah at Arkansas at Oklahoma State SMU. They beat SMU. They, good. they won okay. at, at Oklahoma good. State. They beat Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like they've, it's not like they've played Baylor's schedule. I mean, so non-conference schedule. Um, so yeah, I, I that's that'll be a fun game. It's it's would you say eleven o'clock? That's too bad. Um, what about OU and and Texas? Yeah, see, I don't know here. I'm so torn on this. I I almost picked Texas to win the game. I know. I almost want to pick a money line. I don't blame you. Um, Oklahoma, for the records, a seven and a half point favorite, two thirty kick in the Cotton Bowl. But if, yeah, Oklahoma's two teams going in different directions. Oklahoma's dead in the water if they don't win this game. They're dead in the water. This and you my, wonder, you know, and you, you heard a little, little. If you listened closely, you heard some people complaining, some knowledgeable people complaining about. Um, um, Mike Stoops lost his lost his life preserver. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma's defensive coordinator. That was my take all summer. What yeah. happens when they lose a couple games? Yeah, exactly. And that's where it's, that's where it's going to start. You know that's, that's, you, that's where it's, it's going to start. It's probably, I mean, I, I was reading some stuff out of Oklahoma over the weekend, and, hell, they're breathing down Lincoln Riley's neck. Right I know now. they are. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, it, it, it's... it's um, the defense just gave up 38 to Iowa State, five possessions in a row. Five possessions in a row. You can't stop them from scoring. That's that's I that's unbelievable at home. Am I? This is Oklahoma. I'm gonna. I think I. I might. I might pick Texas to win that. Game. I don't. I don't. I think that would be a good pick. I really do. Like you said, Texas's defense. In. We've seen it up yeah, close and personal. It's really good. I mean, I, Oklahoma's offense is good. Don't get me wrong, and it, and I still think it is even after Saturday. But man, like I, I don't know. That's Iowa too, State laid out I the blueprint. I would absolutely take the seven and a half points, though. Yeah, and what time's that game? Two thirty. Yes, it sucks. The timing of these games have is to tape brutal it. on I'm Saturday. Have to record it. Yeah, all the games are at the same time. I know. There's three eleven o'clock kicks in the Big Twelve. 
on Saturday, so we'll miss out. But then you have Texas Tech. Who do you, do you you're kind of with me though on Texas potentially? I don't know if they'll win. But I'm with you on Texas. Play them tough. I, I'm very much with you on Texas. Herman's man. Like, Herman's got to have those guys just fired up. I know he game. does. Yeah, exactly. And this is in, Herman's coming out party. It's on in Saturday. Dallas. I mean, and I know OU's got just as many fans down there as Texas. Probably I get that. Um, yeah, and, and and don't forget the. The, did we talk about Texas Tech and West Virginia? Don't forget about that thing. No, we have not. That, that could be a that, fun game. Too. I think Tech's for real. I do too, and I keep I keep hearing from people that know they're not they're not for real. Well, that defense, their defense. I'm just going to say that the yeah. defense is not going to give up sixty three or sixty six or whatever it was to Iowa State um, again. And Iowa State plays down there in two weeks. I this is the line in this game was interesting that West Virginia is favored. Three. Now I know that. Morgantown's one of those stadiums that gets a lot of points, so I think if this and I don't understand why either. Have you been? It's it's. I've been to Morgantown yeah. for basketball. The I've never. Stadiums doesn't I've never. I've be been to the football stadium. Like I walked around it. Yeah. But I've never been to. Iowa a game State's there. won there. They won there in two overtimes, or three overtimes, or whatever that. Oh was. yeah, that was that one crazy game. Yeah, the last. That's the last time Iowa State won consecutive. And then Big Courtney Messingham and Kenny Pope got canned the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Good point. Good point. That's the last time Iowa State won back-to-back um, Big 12 games. Beat Kansas and throttled Kansas earlier the week before. Yeah, and, and won in however many overtimes at at uh, West Virginia in a game. That was that the ended same time. I'll never forget that. I was, was driving. Game. I was driving to do Cyclone Reaction, following the no oh, the Iowa State West Virginia game was still going on. Yeah, when the Auburn Alabama the field goal thing happened. It was the exact same time, and I remember listening to Heft on the radio network. Like Iowa State was at a timeout, and they had that TV going when that play happened uh-huh. in the in the Iron Bowl, and Heft just lost it. It was great, yeah. good radio moment. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I feel like if there's any teams in the Big Twelve that I I feel like I don't know enough about, it's Texas Tech and West Virginia. Probably, yeah, and you might know more after this week, but like the only way you're going to know it is if you, you know record the game but it oh, um, I will. yeah i and I, i'm curious to see if texas tech is for real as well and this is this will be a good opportunity obviously to to see and and um, you know they when, they won me over when they went into houston and won a defensive game yeah i mean and that's what it of wasn't the, one of those gaudy 65 56 type games int- it was a defensive game interestingly is that defense is probably going to save save cliff cliff kingsbury's job yeah because his his butt was toast after this season. They just they have jucos all over the field. I know they do. Side. Yeah, no, the, I, I know I know they do. And and Iowa State goes down there in two weeks, and that's not a real intimidating place to play either. Um, it, it's 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 not. So it I, was I, back when Leach was there, but it's lost. Leach, its, Leach, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Leach is electric. Oh, he's Leach he's one of those. How, golly, what do I want to say? He's one of those Larry Eustachy types. Um, if, if I were you. And I don't mean that in. A, in a, you, I just you, mean that the personality. You got a resume. You could get any job you want. Yeah. If I were you, I would, I would apply for any job I could can to cover Leach before I retire. <laughs> That's gonna be. You'll have a quota day. That would be amazing. That would be. Uh, There's this gal. On that'd be Twitter. like having having an everyday conversation with the George Yang. There's this gal on Twitter. Oh man, I wish I could. I wish I could quote her to give her uh, Lindsay Joy. <laughs> Lindsay. Is that a real name? Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay works for um, a television station in Spokane, Washington. She's the best person to follow on Twitter because she's constantly just 
updating her feed with Mike Leach quotes. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh! She covered. It's What's great. her name? Lindsay Joy. Yeah, Lindsay Joy. Okay. Yeah, a TV station out in Spokane, and it's just constant videos of Leach. And Leach has just been on fire lately. Like he just now that he's winning he gets a little it. bit. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, yeah. Now that he's five and zero, oh. and the reporters out there are great because they're just like bait. They they don't they they don't even bait him. They just put it on a tee, and he just runs with it. We had we had the same um um, um the same situation with Larry Stacey when he was a basketball oh, man. coach. They we really didn't have to, Yeah, we really didn't have to to ask a lot. I mean, it was just lead him in a direction. Then always get him in a con- yeah. Ex- get him in a conversation. That's that's the best part. Turn the turn the 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 interview into a conversation. And that's that's when it really gets interesting. So I always tell our interns who cover women's basketball, let Finley will help you write your story. Oh yeah, listen to his opening statement. He's going to tell you what's interesting, and then you go from there. Yeah, I, that's 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 cool. And you know, we need more coaches like that. Final um, final game of the weekend for the Big Twelve is Baylor at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's a twenty half twenty five and a half point favorite. Probably not enough. Yeah. I don't know. Like Baylor's weird because they still have enough players to make make things interesting. As you've seen, their first two Big Twelve games with Oklahoma and Kansas State. Can't I can't hang though. I'm still a I'm still an Oklahoma State guy. I mean, Rudolph's so good. He's already thrown for two thousand yards already this year in five games. Like I, I, Justice Hill's a freak. I don't know. I mean, obviously Oklahoma State's going to win. I think Oklahoma State and TCU. That's your Big Twelve. That's my prediction right now on October 10th. That's your Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State and TCU. Oklahoma State and TCU. Yeah, I'll go for that. I think Oklahoma will lose again. I I, I think the wheels are about to come off. Yeah, I do too. When I say that for Oklahoma, that's nine and three. I'm not I'm not predicting them to. I just I. It's the same thing I I thought all summer long. Like that. That's just losing stoops like that. The way that it they did a, when it, they did. It's exactly. weird. That that was it was. It's been more significant than than what I thought it would. Going, I'm just looking at Baylor here while we were talking. Baylor, Baylor could be one in ten or two in ten. Be one in ten, one in yeah, one in ten when Iowa State when they come to Ames. I'm assuming they beat Kansas. Maybe not. Iowa State's got to go to Waco. Okay, let me back up. When they okay, I'm looking at Waco. When they when it at Waco, Baylor could be. One and ten. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> Better could be one and ten. Man, they're. I mean, assuming they beat Kansas, the start of but their, it's at Kansas. The start of their Big Twelve slate could not have been more tough, difficult. Oklahoma, K State, Oklahoma, West. Yeah, but the start of their season could not have been more easier yeah. either. Oh yeah, Liberty and it. Texas San Antonio, and they got beat by. Oh yeah, I don't get it. But anyway. That's okay. Good enough for him. They, you know, a lot of people, myself included. It's, it's, it's. Um, I'm not going to say it's, it's, it's justice because it's not. You can't make justice for, for that. What that, what those people gone, have gone through. Those, those women have gone through in, in Waco. But um, I'm sure um, a lot of people are smiling the fact that Baylor is struggling right now. Oh, definitely. There was a new report. Um, I believe yesterday, Josh Gordon, of course, the wide receiver, is at all the drug problems in the NFL. He's now saying that he um, was taught by Baylor coaches how to pass drug tests oh, when he was there. He's on the record saying that now. So it's just... I think the FBI needs to look at... There's a lot going at, on look there. At there. And we haven't heard much from the FBI lately in the, according to the basketball sting, but yeah, that there's a lot going on there. And that's, that's unfortunate. It's a, 
I don't know. I get it. I get it that, that what the school stands for, but um, there's been a lot, a lot of bad stuff going on back there from basketball a long time ago when the murder. Yeah, really nasty. There's a lot of nasty stuff going on down there. All right, man. Well, uh, we'll see you on on Saturday. I'll we'll, I'll call Tommy next and talk to him about his experience at the women's basketball media day today. I know you got to get up to to interview yeah, okay. uh, the the coordinators and whatnot, but you got Iowa State winning comfortably, though, right? Very comfortably. Yeah, Very comfortably. And I have Zeb Nolan even playing. Ooh. That'll be good. That's a, yeah, you've got to like, get him in there. I'd like to see some reps. I would he's too. number two now. If you're yeah. up three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know, do it. Get him in there. If Kemp would get hurt, would they play Lanning more or Nolan? Oh, they play Lanning more. Yeah, I figure that too. They'd have to. Yeah. All right. All right. Randy Peterson, uh, the Moines Register columnist. I'm going to call Tommy Birch. We'll see what he's been up to all day. We'll do that next here on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back as we wrap up Cyclone Insider today here with the Des Moines Register. Uh, Randy Peterson on his way up to Ames right now uh, for interviews. Tommy Birch is already up there, and he will join me right now on the phone. Uh, Tommy was up covering Bill Finley's media day today uh, for the Iowa State women. You can hear all season long. Here on 1460 KXNO. How's your day been, Thomas? Oh, it's just been peachy. What, what was the, what's like, what's like the big headline coming out of uh, Finley's media day today? You know, I was trying to figure that out because, you know, I'm doing like some giant takeaways from this and they're just a lot, you know, to me, there are a few different things. One, they, they don't know who their starting point guard is going to be right now. They're kind of tinkering with a few different op- options like uh freshman uh Ray Johnson, um, you know, sophomore uh Nia Washington. They've even gone without point guard at times. Um so I think that's kind of one of the big stories. And then the other one is they've got so many newcomers, so many fresh faces. Uh they've got uh let's see, one, two, three freshmen on the team, Mass and Wise, Ray Johnson, Kristen Scott. Massim Wise is one of them who who probably will start right away. So they're she's already they're there. Just, I thought she was committed like for next year. Interesting. No, no, she's here. So she is probably going to start and play a substantial amount of time right away. Yeah, it sounded like he really liked her. I remember the day that that, that she signed. What's the expectation like? Is this team expected? to go to the NCAA tournament or with Buckley's departure, does that make it more difficult? Like, or I guess for an Iowa state women's basketball fan listening who, who likes that program, like what, what should they realistically and, you know, fairly expect this year? I think you always hope to go to the tournament just because, you know, especially in women's basketball, there's so much parity. I mean, you're in the big 12, you know, you have your top teams like the Baylor's and Texas's and, Oklahoma's, but after that, that second tier, there are always just so many question marks and opportunities. I mean, you look at last year, that, that Iowa State team over the last week or two weeks snuck into the, to the NCAA tournament. So you hope for that. But to me, if you look at this team next year, the year after, I mean, is when they could be really good next year. Um, the stage is really set. You've got Bridget Carlton, who's going to be a senior. All these freshmen are going to have some substantial playing time under their belts. Meredith Burkhall is going to be a senior. So I think next year is when you kind of have that, oh, wow, this team could do something really special type feeling to it. Tommy Birch is up in Ames. 
What's the big story you're working on tonight, Tommy? You're going to get a piece of Kyle Kemp, I assume. Joel Lanning, I assume, will meet the media. Uh, what are you working on? Yeah, we we get to talk to uh, Kyle Kemp uh, for the first time since um, uh, Saturday's game. And it's, you know, for a lot of people, they've never met or seen Kyle Kemp before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the story I was kind of telling earlier is I remember last year during spring ball, they brought Kyle Kemp out to talk to the media. And I kind of looked at his bio. I knew he had a crazy backstory and just kind of how he's bounced around so much. I stuck around and talked to him, and a lot of people just walked away thinking, like, hey, this kid's never going to play. And I even thought that. I was like, man, we're never going to see Kyle Kempt. And now Kyle Kempt is one of the biggest stories in college football after helping Iowa State to that win over Oklahoma. and um, You know, a folk hero in Ames now. Yeah, there's no question about that. Hero's a Hero is a good word. All right, Tommy, um, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time, and we'll, uh, hopefully you'll be back in studio with it. Well, next week's going to be weird, too, because we've got the men's basketball media day on Tuesday. So we've got like a uh, – man, this is just that weird time of year, though, because it's October 10th. Nobody's really thinking about basketball, but these media days just start earlier and earlier every year. Well, it's really weird because now – I mean, the last couple of years, by now a lot of people were already focused on – basketball ready to get basketball going but now people are just so uh still involved with football it's it's weird to see just how uh excited people are still still in iowa state football it's been a while since uh iowa state fans have felt this excited this deep into the season and we're not even deep into the season yeah we're not even halfway yeah most people had checked out by now yeah it's uh it's a different feeling, that's for sure. Uh, Tommy, thanks, pal. We'll talk to you soon. I missed you. We missed you too, buddy. You you get home safely tonight and watch some baseball. I know you love the baseball. Well, unless it's all rained out by now. Uh, Tommy yeah, Birch. All right, buddy. Take care. Uh, Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. Thanks a lot to uh, all of you listeners. Thanks to Randy Peterson for checking in. As always, been a fun night. Want to remind you all that coming up tomorrow night from six to seven, Chad Leistico, Mark Emmert, of course, Ross Peterson will have Hawkeye or excuse me, Hawk Central. That will be tomorrow night from six to seven. Then on Friday, Cody Goodwin and the guys will be in for High School Insider, of course, with our partnership with our friends at the Des Moines Register. For Ross Peterson earlier today, Sean Jankowski producing. Randy Peterson and Tommy Birch. I'm Chris Williams signing off. Have a phenomenal Tuesday evening, Central Iowa. We'll talk to you tomorrow.